Hello again, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Radnorock, the podcast so rad. Oh, and your world. Is that threatening or is that fun? You know what I mean? Does it send a chill down your spine when I say that or do you go, oh, <laughs> clever? I mean, for that, you would have to know what Ragnarok is. And Ragnarok is the demise of all the Norse gods falling to the children of Loki. I don't know all of it off the top of my head. I think there's a giant serpent called Yorga something, and then Hel, who's Hela in uh, Thor Ragnarok the movie, and Fenrir. Fenrir is the giant wolf that ultimately eats the sun, kills Odin. Anyhow. <laughs> so all that, but in in our universe, it's rad. Rad. Radnarok. So all the rad things hitting you all at once. Um, I think it's clever. But you tell me. You tell me if you think it's clever. Uh, an informal start today for a retrospective podcast. It's a retrospective podcast, but not for uh, a movie. So far, we've been doing retrospectives um, for the animated features that we're doing watch-alongs for. Well, if you don't know, now you will know, I also have started doing uh, vlogentaries on YouTube. I'm not a good vlogger. I can't vlog the conventional vlogger way of like having a camera on me and kind of, I don't know, performing to a degree it's all performative and I, I don't know I don't know. I feel like it is I like it I watch quite a bit of vlogs uh Marissa and I watch a number of Disney vlogs believe it or not and we thought hey that seems fun uh we should get into trying that our, out our ourselves well we are Pretty good at shooting things, video-wise, but I, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not really a in-front-of-the-camera kind of person, you know what I mean? And it, I don't know, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to do anything that's like, um, I don't know, that takes, that takes, uh, a bit of, I don't know what the right word is, but ultimately we're running around with kids when we go to the parks. You know what I mean? So we don't have the practice of sitting there in front of a camera and, uh, yeah, you know, we always got to keep uh, an eye on a child. We're usually yelling at some child doing something baboonish. And, um, it's, uh, you know, cause the vloggers we see, they'll, they'll stop somewhere in the park and like have the camera on them and go, yeah. So, you know, Cinderella's castle, blah, 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 you know, and it's just, I don't want to do that. I enjoy shooting footage though. So what I do do is I'll shoot footage uh, throughout the day and our on our trips in the parks and stuff like that and on on the rides and uh i've i've accepted my place as a talker i podcast i do commentaries and things of that nature so i figured let's combine something i'm good at with something i'm not good at and morph it into like you know a new frankenstein's monster and that's what I've done with vlogentaries. It's a vlog with commentary because that's the best I can offer. Okay. Uh, so with vlogentaries, uh, I 
had the idea strike me of, well, I already do the watch-alongs for the Disney animated features. Why not go ahead and use the footage I'm capturing and do ride-alongs as well, where I shoot the ride, my point of view on the ride, make it into a video, and then talk over it. (laughs) Right? I think it's a pretty good idea. Uh, You can find some already up on LealLegacy.com or our YouTube channel. Just look for Vlogentaries. And um, I really enjoy doing it. Uh, There aren't as many as there are classic cartoon commentaries or podcasts, for that matter, as of yet. But believe me when I say I have captured an overwhelming amount of footage and uh, I'm kind of just chipping away at it now. Like, I didn't really know what to do with all the footage at first. It was kind of, you know, a, uh, yeah, a conundrum of what to do with all the footage. So I went ahead and took the model I've developed for the animated features, and I'm doing... Uh, commentary over the ride, calling it a ride-along, and then releasing a podcast episode, uh, a retrospective episode, where we learn everything we didn't know we wanted to know about each ride. Exciting? I think so. So anytime a ride retrospective, it won't be labeled as that. It'll still be labeled retrospective and whatever we're deep diving into after that. So, um, but whenever you see a video hit the YouTube for a vlog and Terry, one of the ride alongs, just know that the next podcast released will be a retrospective breakdown of that ride. So you put them together. It's quite the event. You know what I mean? Satisfying all the senses. Got the visual, one more time, got the visuals on the the YouTubes, and then we have the podcasts over the podcast platforms. Across the podcast platforms would be the better way to say that. Um, Yeah, so something for everyone. Make sure you do take in both if you'd like. I don't know. You don't have to, but I recommend it. Watch the ride along and then learn everything you didn't want know. <laughs> I have learned everything you didn't know you wanted to know about the ride here on the podcast. Yeah? Got it? Got it. I like it. That being said, let's get into it. So the first ride on the lineup and I, when I say I have an overwhelming amount of footage collected, I really do over a number of different trips across all four. No. Yeah. All four Disney, Walt Disney World parks. Not a lot of Epcot. I still haven't spent a whole lot of time there, but I do have a uh, vlog and Terry up showing you the Frozen things to do. Frozen inspired the movie (laughs) so check that out i might do a retrospective for that as well uh that was posted before i had this idea to take the watch along and retrospective model from the animated features and do that whole thing but i don't know uh this particular ride is the first ride and first vlog and terry slash retrospective um, I've decided to do after coming to the conclusion that that was the way to do it. So first up, from Disney's Animal Kingdom, and this the video is already available at LealLegacy.com and our YouTube channel. I can already tell today's this is going to be a tongue-tie kind of situation for me. So I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best and uh, appreciate your understanding through it all. (laughs) So 
Today, we are diving deep and learning everything we didn't know we wanted to know about Kilimanjaro safaris at Disney's Animal Kingdom. That's right. So, I grew up, and I do say this in the ride-along, in San Diego, California. And if you know anything about San Diego, California, I'm sure the world-famous San Diego Zoo comes to mind. And I don't call it the world-famous San Diego Zoo uh, per my branding. That's what they call it. It is known as the world-famous San Diego Zoo. That's their branding. I don't know if they still brand things as such. I haven't been home to San Diego in a little bit. And who knows if they've changed things. They have changed what was once the Wild Animal Park, to my understanding. It is no longer the Wild Animal Park. Let's see what it's called now. San Diego. Spell that wrong. Diego Wild Animal Park. There it is. Maybe it still is called. Nope. It's called San Diego Zoo Safari Park. There you go. No longer the Wild Animal Park. When I was a child, that's what we called it. So there you have it. With those two um, animal attractions in San Diego, the bar set for my uh, animal attraction, I don't know how I'm trying to say that. Basically, the bar was set high. The bar was set high, and any other zoo in any other city has been somewhat lackluster to be you know, polite about it. I'm, I'm rarely impressed. Like here in Nashville, I go to the Nashville zoo quite a bit. Uh, the family loves going. It's good exercise, just walking around. You know what I mean? Uh, and cool. You know, there's, there are animals, there are interesting animals, but not what I was accustomed to growing up. So now that being said, the specifically called animal kingdom, as a whole, I've only been there once, and I haven't really gotten corner to corner and experienced every little bit of it. Uh, when we went last time, in May 2021, we uh, mainly hit the rides and kind of did what we could. Maverick was about three months oldish, and... Uh, yeah, having a baby that young, definitely they're going to have to factor in time at the park to, you know, feed, change, and uh, really gauge. Sorry, I in, internal burped. Is that weird? I, I'm not trying to be rude, but I, I'm having a weird thing with speaking today, and time is limited currently in life. So I got to knock these out when I can. And today I'm just very, got a lot of weird things going on. Sinuses. I'm tongue tied. I, I internally burped. It's a whole thing. So again, I apologize. But what I'm getting at is with a three month old at Disney, your time, your exploring time is going to be impeded a little bit by having such a young child with you. You know what I mean? Kids are always a game changer at the parks. You know, kids, man, you got to cater to them. You got to cater to them before you cater cater to yourself. So it's not necessarily uh, what you want to do as the focal point for what the itinerary will hold. And that's fine. If you're at a Disney park and you're not doing exactly what you want to do, Suck it up, man. You're still at a Disney park. Like, it's still fun. Sorry you can't go on Space Mountain right now. You got to go on Dumbo. But whatever, man. Whatever. Anyhow. uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris was a ride that we all could do. Maverick being three months old. Totally fine. Um, So we did that first. We did that first. And, I mean, we did all the rides, I believe. And a show, one show. Uh, But I didn't do, 
you know, we didn't do the zoo really parts. We didn't go looking for animals um, that, like, our only animal experience was Kilimanjaro safaris. And I will wager to bet that's all you kind of need, you know? That's all I needed, at least. But I was there more for rides than animals. I don't know what your specific zoo experience in your city is like. So maybe you do want to go see the animals, like the more exotic animals that they have there that they may not have at your local zoo. I know they have quite a bit more than the San Diego's, or not the San Diego, the Nashville Zoo does. But, you know, for the price of a Disney Park ticket, I want to go on rides. I'm less about... Uh, seeing the animals for that particular price. I don't know. That's just me, though. I don't know how you feel about animals. Maybe you love animals. Maybe you love animals and you're not really into rides. So to each their own. But you know what is great about the vlogentary ride-alongs and the retrospectives that go with it? You can get a taste. You can get a taste for it. You can get a taste for it and, you know, See if that's how you want to spend your time at the park because your experience will be different from mine. And Kilimanjaro Safaris is a testament to that in the way of depending on when you go on it, you may see some different animals, right? Maybe the lions aren't out. Maybe the giraffes are, are sleeping. I don't know. I don't know. But... What I also don't know, but will know, is everything we're about to go over. So, in true retrospective format, I'm just going to read off information that I pulled up on the internet. I haven't gone over it, so you and I are going to be learning all these things together. Is that the most professional way to do a podcast? Probably not, but that's the way I'm doing it. <laughs> Anyhow, so... Kilimanjaro Safaris is a safari attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom on the Walt Disney World Resort property in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. It simulates an open-sided safari ride through the savanna of East Africa. So East Africa specifically. Area. Africa. Coordinates. You want to know the coordinates? <laughs> I don't know how to read coordinates, really. Um, so I'm not going to read that. Status currently is operating. Opening date, April 22nd, 1998. I remember uh, it opened with the park. I remember the opening of Animal Kingdom very well. It was on, you know, all the travel channel that I would watch and, you know, being a big Disney freak, the uh, launch of a new Disney park, I tried to suck in as much, as much as I could um, when that sort of uh, event was taking place on TV. So let's see. Uh, attraction type, safari, designer, Walt Disney Imagineering, model, African wildlife safari, Music, Hapa Duniani by the group African Dawn. Interesting. Site area, wow, 4,791,600 square feet. Holy moly, that's a lot of square footage. Uh, riders per vehicle, 32. Duration of the ride. Now this, this is fun. Duration of the ride, 22 minutes. So, I don't know. I don't know if that holds the record for longest Disney attraction at the parks. It's got to either be that or, uh, or, uh, the, uh, what is it? Wheel of Progress? Is that what it's called? Wheel of Progress? Circle of Progress? Something of Progress? I don't know, but that's going to be a ride-along and retrospective duo as well. I got that, too. Anyhow, the story of 
Kilimanjaro safaris. The current story is a short photo safari aboard a safari vehicle through the Harambe Wildlife Reserve in Harambe, East Africa. It is 800 square miles, 2,100 km squared, whatever that means to you European folk, uh, of natural terrain, including uh, Ituri, I-T-U-R-I, forest, wetlands of the Safi River Valley, and the open bush country of the Serengeti Savannah. Fascinating. African animals on view include real live elephants, giraffes, antelope, springboks, crocodiles, mandrills, hippopotamuses, lions, cheetahs, hyenas, African wild dogs, warthogs, ostriches, rhinoceroses, storks, flamingos, wildebeest, acopies, and zebras. Woo! The game driver points out animals and provides entertainment. <laughs> the zebras were removed four months after their arrival due to acclimation issues. Well, I guess zebras do not like Florida, huh? Uh, some reports claim that the zebras were fighting each other. Oh, never mind. Florida has nothing to do with it. Biting at vehicles or each other. Dang. Standing in the road or just causing trouble. They were quickly they were quickly replaced by Adax. A D D A X. Wow. <laughs> so the zebras were like, no, we're not into it. <laughs> not not gonna have it. Or they just wanted to see the rest of the park, maybe. You know? Like when when you close for the evening. Let the animals run free on the parks. Ride Everest. Another, another ride along that we have on the docket. I'm telling you, we have so many. And then I'm going to double up, too. Every time I go to the Disney parks, I'm going to shoot the rides and get these experience every time, you know? Just, uh, I have fun doing it. I have fun doing it. Um, let's see. So the animals, the African animals that you can see or I guess have been a part of Kilimanjaro safaris. Uh, I did it. I did it again. I did it again. I did this like internal burp thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But we're trekking on. We're trekking on. Uh, African animals. A copy, which my son Bane, as soon as they... As soon as they said to the left, you'll see some acape, and Bane went, oh, I love acape, <laughs> or copy, I love acape. He had never seen an acape before. And then shortly after being told they were acape, the animals he loves, he saw another one standing away from the group we had just seen, and he went, oh, look, a goat. So that's, that's my son, Bane. <laughs> He's amazing. Okay, so African animals. Okapi, greater kudu, saddle-billed stork, stable antelope, greater flamingo, blue wildebeest, uh, bontebok, bontebok. It's another animal with horns. It's B-O-N-T-E-B-O-K. The, the bontebok. Is a subspecies of an antelope found in South Africa. Okay, cool. So it's an antelope-looking creature, <clears throat> in case you were wondering. I'm sorry. Had to clear my throat. Had to do it. What a fun name, though. Uh, let's see. Common eland is another antelope. Uh, a mandrill which is a baboon-looking creature. Kind of looks like Rafiki. I wonder if Rafiki was a mandrel. And I actually think I said that same thing in the, in the ride-along. So, hey, go me. Uh, let's see. A scimitar 
Oryx. It's another antelope looking thing. It's a species of Oryx, though. S-C-I-M-I-T-A-R. So, whatever that means to you. <laughs> uh, next, a bongo, which is, again, another antelope-looking thing. I know it's not an antelope, but anything that looks that way with those horns, I'm going to say looks like an antelope because it'll give you a visual at least because I definitely didn't see all of these animals when I personally rode uh water buck you know already you already know it's another antelope <laughs> lots of antelope on this safari uh a Maasai 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 giraffe M A S A I giraffe uh Hartman's mountain zebra which, from what we read earlier, I'm not sure are on the ride or on the safari, a part of the ride anymore. We have antelope cattle, black rhinoceroses, white rhinoceroses, hippopotamus, Nile crocodile, uh, common warthog. They, make a, they made a Pumbaa reference when we came across the common warthog. A common ostrich, cheetah, I don't remember seeing cheetah, I will I will definitely ride, I'll ride this ride anytime I make it to Animal Kingdom, but I'm going to be on the outlook for cheetah next time around. African bush, elephant, lion, we did see some lions, that was really cool because uh, at least here in Nashville at our local zoo, we don't have lions. I got a tiger, but no lions. So I can't remember the last time I've seen a lion in a zoo setting. I presume when I was going to San, like when I lived in San Diego still and I went to the San Diego Zoo or even the Wild Animal Park or Zoo Safari Park, or whatever it's called now. Uh, so that was really cool. Spotted hyena. We did not see hyena, but we did see the African wild dog that I thought was a hyena. But it wasn't. <laughs> so in the ride along, we'll see some wild uh, African wild dogs, but not spotted hyena. So next time I'm there, cheetah and spotted hyena. I'll be on the uh, lookout for those. A springbok. We did see some springbok. It's another antelope. <laughs> An African pygmy goat. Spoilers. They save those for the end. <laughs> uh, all right. History. So let's let's do it. Long before the safari or even Walt Disney World open, Walt Disney wanted to use real African animals for the river attraction Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. However, for several reasons, audio animatronic replicas were placed instead. And I'm sure that has to do with the Jungle Cruise ride does not cover a lot of square footage enough to accommodate the variety of animals they have uh, depicted in the jungle cruise. So yeah, I can definitely see how and maintenance of the animals. Um, it, yeah, it's just, it's just easier to take care of robots. Let's be real. So, I mean, riding the jungle cruise, I don't feel like live animals would have made it better. I think it's good using the animatronics because you can you can build scenes that are very uh you know elaborate without any of the stresses of catering to and dealing with live animals. Know what I mean? So it makes sense to me. Uh, the ride originally included a scripted portion where the safari truck call signs Simba one would be contacted by a habitat warden and a scientist to hunt down poachers that had captured a mother elephant and her child big red and little red respectively. Uh, those are the elephants names. <clears throat> I read things weird dyslexic. Okay. I'm doing my best. So big red and little red were the, 
captured mother and child elephants. Interesting. So there was a st- once a storyline. So with the, the captured elephants, like, would we have seen captured uh, animatronic elephants? And this would be like an animatronic portion of the ride um, admit, amidst, is that the right word? Uh, mixed in with the real life animals? Hmm. Um, let's see. The poachers would have been captured at gunpoint by another cast member, a warden. Uh, this element of the attraction was eventually eliminated and replaced with scaring off the po- poachers after a pursuit. Yeah, I think the gunpoint thing got a little intense. Maybe. Um, during cast previews of Disney's Animal Kingdom, there was a dark ending, in quotes, in which the safari vehicle encountered a slaughtered corpse of Big Red. What? What? <laughs> hey kids, <laughs> look at that big dead elephant. I uh <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked that that was ever that was ever like put into effect for even cast previews. Like that it made it to cast previews that idea. That idea seems way too dark for a family ride. Like how did it even make it that far without them going this might be a little jarring to kids. <laughs> this might this might upset some children. It might upset some adults as well, but you know, if you're an adult, suck it up. <laughs> Damage has already been done to you. You can take it. Uh, but the innocence of a child. Disney parks and Disney in general is supposed to harness that childlike innocence, not knock it down to reality with dead elephants. That <laughs> seems like a wise choice to get rid of that. Uh, let's see. So Big Red, the mama elephant, she was seen bloody and on the ground with her tucks, her tusks sawed off, symbolizing the poachers got to her and the tour group was too late to save the mother elephant. Oh, even though it was only an animatronic, this scene proved too shocking for families and children. No way. Many complaints were filed, so before the official grand opening of the ride, Disney removed the simulated corpse, thus changing the attraction that of a happier ending. Yeah. Why on earth did it ever make it that far? Honestly, that is insanity to me. <laughs> That's, woo. Okay. Uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris typically operates until sundown. However, during the holiday season of 1998, the safaris were continued at night and dubbed Kilimanjaro Night Safaris. I bet that would be cool. Though any man. Oh, wait. Never, never mind. So the next sentence smashes what I just said. Though many animals were asleep or unable to be seen at night, the attraction had a completely different script and storyline. This new attraction featured additional animal sounds, reflectors hidden in the foliage to resemble animal eyes, and an actual African dance troupe who performed around a bonfire in the area normally occupied by the attraction's elephants. So... It took on a kind of jungle cruisy vibe, I guess, for Kilimanjaro uh, safari night safaris. Also, with a lot of animals being nocturnal, I'm surprised that there wasn't more genuine genuine activity. I guess the animals were asleep, uh, but it being dark, I can also see how it would be difficult to see. So, I mean, it sounds cool. I'd write it. Uh, Kilimanjaro night safaris only ran during that initial holiday season. After this time, it was deemed that the additional costs, plus the fact that animal visibility was poor, electing many guest complaints, because everybody's got to complain about everything. You know, when you go on a ride with wild animals, you got to understand that you might not see them, (laughs) because they're 
live animals. They're going to do live animal things, and that means basically whatever they want. They don't care about your ticket price. They're just going to go do animal stuff. So to complain that you didn't see the animals you wanted to see is going to get you nowhere because though Disney's customer service may, you know, appease your whiny behavior in some form, every other rational person around you will judge you. And I will be one of those people. I will talk so much smack if I hear you complaining, not in an aggressive tone and essentially, you know, confronting you in front of your family, but I will stand behind you and audibly talk to those in my group about what a ridiculous and dumb thing to complain about. (laughs) Petty, maybe, but grow up, grow up, grow up. You're being a bad example for your kids. Anyhow, that was a little side rant. Don't complain about wild animals not doing what you want them to do. You know, moral of the story. Uh, Let's see. Electing many guest complaints uh, made night safaris unfeasible to continue regularly. So you people who complained, you're part of why there are no night safaris anymore. Hope you're proud of yourself. Uh, In 2004, much of the Savannah's drainage system had to be replaced. Uh, The attraction remained open during the rehab with green tarps covering the construction sites to keep the animals out. Well, do what you got to do, you know what I mean? Uh, In 2007 through 2009... The trucks were extended with an extra row of seating, allowing for more capacity. I did an inside burp again. Man, I don't know what's happening today. You know, the universe is trying to fight me from doing this. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Let's see. So for more capacity. Also, the Safari script slash story, along with the Wilson... Jobson story, I don't know what that is, uh, has significantly changed. I don't recall there being much of a story when I went on it. So maybe we'll learn more about that. Uh, let's see. Had changed. There is less of a story yeah, about Little Red and more about the animals in the reserve and the need to find a lost elephant at the end. Not part of it anymore. Uh, this led to a somewhat confused plot which, uh, in which guests are searching for a lost mother elephant ooh, and eventually find her baby, which, according to the story, had already been safe the whole time. That is very confusing. Uh, in July 2010, it was announced that guests will soon be able to go on guided treks around the savannah. That's, an, that's exciting. Uh, This will include areas that are not part of the regular ride experience. Fascinating. I'd I'd like to see that. Uh, On February 10th, 2012, it was announced that the little red portion of the ride would be replaced with a zebra exhibit. It opened in fall 2012. Oh, so they figured out the zebra problem? I don't remember if we saw zebras. I don't recall zebras. I don't think they're on the ride-along. Um... And all this information seems kind of confusing, right? (laughs) Zebras. No, wait. No zebras. Zebras, then no zebras. Now zebras again. Um, Oh, here we go. In 2016, night safaris were reintroduced as a part of the expansion of Disney's Animal Kingdom. The nighttime changes included a sunset animal sounds and the introduction of hyenas. And painted dogs to the to the reserves. So the painted dogs, the African wild dogs. Uh, the ride path was shortened for the night safaris in order to avoid areas where no animals would be visible. That's really cool. And what's really cool is these are actual trucks. There's no like guide rail, so they could they can modify the path, the ride path. Uh, whenever they want. So that's cool. And that's a really good idea. We're going to make the ride shorter. 
We're only going to see animals that you can see at night. Yeah. So the people who complained before, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's good you complained. Maybe I'm taking back everything I said. No, I'm not taking back everything I said because I still think complainers are usually more often than not whiny babies. Just my personal opinion. But at the same time, if people didn't complain, would they have revamped the night safari? Don't know. Don't know. I'd like to see a night safari. When we were at Animal Kingdom, it had clo- It was closed at like 7 or something like that. Early-ish evening. Late-ish evening. Early night. Uh, so I didn't get to see any of the park in the dark. Which, from what Marissa says, Animal Kingdom at night is a pretty spectacular sight. Hey! Uh, especially in the Pandora avatar area yeah one day one day i'll see it okay incidents Uh oh initially there were a number of animal deaths from disease toxic exposure material or maternal killings um and park vehicles wow that's really sad uh the united states department of agriculture investigation found no violations of the animal welfare uh, no violations of the animal welfare act for the 29 deaths wow that had happened september 1997 through april 1998 okay so it was before the park actually opened that these deaths mostly occurred because if it opened when did it open hold on hold on Hold on. April 22nd, 1998, and the deaths went through April. Okay. So at least... At least the animal deaths, for whatever reason, seem to have ended right at park opening. At least, you know, they did their... Oh, well, never mind. Watch. So this this should be amended because the next line says, In June 1998, the death of a hippopotamus from probable pneumonia caused a 40-minute closure of the ride. Okay. Not to be morbid, but clearing out a dead hippopotamus in 40 minutes, that seems like they made good time. <laughs> not trying, Not trying to make light of a hippopotamus death but let's think about it let's think about it humans humans will pass away from pneumonia it happens living things get they fall ill and don't always make it so this doesn't seem like a situation of mistreatment just natural causes that being said let's not overlook the expedience in removing the uh, the hippopotamus that had passed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Cast members are well-trained. They, they know what they're doing. Get the ride up and running again for the, the guests. Give them their money's worth. There's other animals to be seen. Rest in peace, hippopotamus. The show must go on. Uh, in July 2007, a man broke his ankle... After jumping out of a ride vehicle, well, this guy breaking his ankle is nowhere near the punishment they should have incurred. I'm sure they were banned from the parks for the remainder of their life because who who are what kind of person I've never understood this. What kind of person thinks jumping out of a ride vehicle is a good idea anytime and jumping out of the vehicle during a safari ride, what are you going to go do? You're going to go hug a wildebeest? You're going to go give a, a high five to a mandrill? Like, what are you doing, bro? And you broke your ankle. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you made contact with the ground, your ankle snapped, and you had to be in pain and embarrassed in front of everybody else in the ride vehicle just staring at you and talking about you in a very negative light, I'm sure. Um, watching medical 
a medical team come give you assistance for being a dummy. <laughs> so whoever you are, man that broke his ankle jumping out of a ride vehicle at on the Kilimanjaro safaris, you're you dumb. Uh, in February 2008, a f- small fire broke out at the front of a ride vehicle. A woman was taken to the hospital after jumping from the truck and three other people suffered minor injuries. Did this woman who jumped from the truck have children? (laughs) Did she abandon her family to save herself? She saw a small fire that broke out on an engine that happens sometimes. I don't know, man. You, You run an engine day in, day out. There's mechanical failures that can happen. Jumping from the truck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just imagine her abandoning her her kids on a truck that's kind of on fire. Like, let's just say, a truck's on fire and she ditches her family. Save herself. (laughs) What a dummy. Anyhow, construction. So there's only those four instances that have been documented. Four instances since 1998. I mean, not bad. Not bad. Uh, construction. The attraction features custom-built 1990 through 2002 GMC Top Kicks. I guess those are the, the trucks. And Ford Super Duty trucks riding washed out. Oh, okay. So the Super Duty. Super Duty. I'm telling you, man. Today was not my day to, to speak, I guess. It's okay. It's okay. We're making it through. Uh, let's see. This Ford Super Duty trucks riding washed out, rutted roads, and a bridge that tilts. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. So the way this is worded, my mind picked this up way differently. When it said Ford Super Duty trucks riding washed out, I thought washed out meant like the aesthetic of the truck. No, washed out, rutted roads. That's those are together. Okay, and a bridge that tilts. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The roadbed is actually consisted of a dark brown colored concrete embedded with uh, permanent tire ruts. The vehicles appear to have mud on them, but the mud, in quotes, is actually spray-painted cement. That's clever. Very clever. Um, Let's see. The Flamingo Island is a huge hidden Mickey. Oh! Other hidden Mickeys can be found along the ride path. I don't know if I caught any hidden Mickeys, though I did catch the Flamingos. And... I'm not sure. I do make a comment in the ride along that the Flamingo uh, Island is very circular. Like you drive around it. It looked very cool. But now coming to find out that the circular nature of Flamingo Island is a hidden Mickey. That that is that's fantastic. Um, since I'm going to be doing these ride-alongs every time i go on the ride maybe i'll dub some like looking for hidden hidden mickeys and stuff like that i don't know i don't know this is all a work in progress guys it's all it's all coming together um let's see between each ecosystem are both chain road sensors and bars to prevent animals from venturing between sections the vehicles drive directly on these obstacles fascinating facts the music snippet heard when driving past the elephant area is called Hapa Du Iani. Hapa Du Iani. H A P A space D U N I A N I. And is performed by the vocal group African Dawn. There we are. There we are. So that. For the most part, um, wraps up 
everything we didn't know we wanted to know about Kilimanjaro safaris. Uh, other information here goes on to Disney's Animal Kingdom attractions, but like as a whole. Uh, all this info came from Wikipedia and the Disney Wiki. Let's see, there's more info here on the Disney Wiki, though. So let's go, let's bounce over here and see if there's stuff that we didn't already pick up. Uh, symbol one. Yeah, we talked about that. The history. Um, let's see. Yeah. 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 All right, this story. The ride originally begins as a two-week safari aboard Simba 1 through the Harambe Wildlife Reserve in Harambe, East Africa. It is 800 km squared kilometers, kilometers, I never really know, of natural terrain, uh, including Ituri Forest, wetlands of the Safi River Valley, and the open bush country of the Serengeti Savannah. Yep. During most of the ride, people view the common African animals, including elephants, giraffe, tons of antelope, gazelles, crocodiles, monkeys, hippos, lions, cheetahs, rhinos, zebras, crocodiles, storks, pelicans, flamingo, a copy. Okay. The tour guide points out animals and provides entertainment during the journey. Uh, the driver is in radio contact with... Reserve Warden Wilson Matua, who is flying over the reserve on his daily routine. It all takes a turn when poachers are spotted in the re in the reserve, and it's up to Simba One and the guests with support from the air and other rangers to stop them. Ah, uh, maybe I don't. I don't recall. I don't recall. If <laughs> that is the current. Storyline. I don't remember a storyline at all. It was just like a safari ride. Um, Kilimanjaro Safaris typically operates until sundown. However, during the holiday season, yeah, we talked about that. Um, the drainage system, we talked about that. We talked about in twenty or in two thousand seven through two thousand eight, work began to extend the trucks with an extra row of seating, allowing the trucks more capacity, though not. All the trucks have an extra row. It is known that they will fill or they will be finished by. Okay, this is 2009. So this is all old, old information, it seems. No, there's 2015. Okay. Um, also, the Safari script story, uh, along with the Wilson Jobson story, has significantly changed. Like, I guess, completely maybe have been voided. Um, there is less of a story about Little Red. Yeah, we talked about that. All right. The ride, or the ride originally featured a cast member in the role of a gun-toting reserve warden who captured poachers and saved Big Red and Little Red. Um, this element of the attraction was eventually eliminated during... Ca yeah, we talked about that. On August 15th, 2015... At the D23 Expo, an expansion known as Sunset Kilimanjaro Safaris was announced, extending the operating hours of the attraction as well as adding new landscapes and two new species of animals, including African wild dogs and hyenas. Yeah, we kind of talked about that, just worded differently. Um, we went over the incidents, construction, facts, Facts. Uh, we did the African Dawn one. All right, here. The lions in Kilimanjaro safaris originally were from an Oregon zoo and had a hard time adjusting to Florida's heat. I get that. The animals would often retreat from visitors' view to a shaded area. To counter this problem, Imagineers installed air conditioning systems around the lions' Uh, promontory 
thus giving visitors a better chance of seeing the kings of the savannah. So in the ride-along, when we see the lions, think about the, the fact that there are probably air conditioning systems in the rocks that they're sitting on. That's really fun. That's fun to know. Um, let's see. On the African savanna, uh, acacia trees. Is that is that the right word? A C A C I A acacia trees maybe um, appear to be the mainstay of the landscape. Kilimanjaro safaris, however, is pulling a switcheroo on its residence by carefully trimming. Florida's native southern live oaks to mimic flat-topped acacias. I'm saying acacias because I think that's what that word is. Um, Disney claims the giraffes don't mind the substitutes. I don't know. Did they talk to the giraffes? Uh, When you pass the lions on Kilimanjaro safaris, don't worry about being in any harm's way. Yeah, of course not. Hidden from visitor view... Uh, is an 18-foot-deep, 21-foot-wide moat that separates the lions from other animals and the ride's vehicle path. Wow, that, I don't recall being very, yeah, it's very well-hidden, very well-hidden. I had no idea that was there. Pretty fascinating. Pretty fascinating. Also on the Disney fandom, or Disney.fandom.com, the Disney wiki, um, they have animals or photos of the animals. I guess some of the animals, maybe all the animals that you can see on the ride itself. So there we go. Voila. Good thing I checked here just for those little added tidbits of information that I feel were beneficial. I enjoyed knowing it. So there we are. There we are, folks. That was everything you didn't know you wanted to know about Kilimanjaro safaris at Disney's Animal Kingdom, part of Walt Disney World Resort. Love it. I have fun. I had fun doing this. I had fun going on the ride. I had fun capturing footage of the ride. I had fun uh, editing the footage of the ride. It was neat. It was neat. So plan on this being a staple from Leo Legacy for the foreseeable future. Because again, I got a ton of footage that I got to go through. I have footage of ride-alongs that I captured back in uh, 2019. (laughs) Years ago that I still have done nothing with. Because I didn't really know what to do. Uh, Again, I'm not a conventional vlogger. I'm not good at that. I am good at talking, though, and I'm good at video. So, you know, you would think that I'd be good at vlogging, but no, not really. No, uh, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I don't want I don't want to try and think of things to say while on the ride, because on the ride, even though I do have a camera rolling, I'm still looking around and enjoying the experience like with my family. You know what I mean? I don't want to, like, this ride-along thing can only really be done in this format, you know, as a commentary track over visuals. So, yeah, I'm going to do more. Uh, might so th- throw some food in the mix. Um, I don't know. I don't know where vlogentaries will expand to uh, at the moment. With all the footage I have and, you know, my personal fandoms, it's going to be a lot of Disney-based stuff, Disney rides and attractions and things of that nature. So, yeah. Yeah. It's all about content. You know what I mean? It's all about creating content in unique ways, and I feel like this is a pretty fun, unique way. So, that being said, don't forget, if you haven't already, go over to leolegacy.com. Click on the Legacy TV tab and go down to Vlogentaries. And in there, you will find our Vlogentary Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, our Vlogentary Ride Along. So there's Vlogentary Ride Alongs, there's Vlogentary Watch Alongs, there's Vlogentary Experiences. Yeah, 
I'm very trying to be very organized about it all. But Vlogentary Ride Along, Kilimanjaro Safaris. So if you haven't yet, go check that at LeoLegacy.com or on our YouTube channel. Also, Leo Legacy. Just look up Leo Legacy. You'll find it all. Uh, give it a watch. And if you have already, go give it another watch, knowing what we know now via this retrospective. See what I mean? Good times. Good times across the board. Um, still doing the animated features and the companion retrospective podcast for all those. Uh, most recently, we did Cinderella. So there is a watch along for Disney's Cinderella, as well as a retrospective podcast that accompanies that. Go scope that out if you haven't already. Um, if you want to support what we are doing here at Leal Legacy and the content we are providing, consider uh, popping into our Skeleton Crew store. If you don't know, now you will know. Skeleton Crew is our lifestyle brand, um, mostly currently featuring streetwear, you know, styled apparel, uh, featuring characters of our own design. I want to be Walt Disney so bad in my own special little way that, uh, you know, like Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Daisy, Pluto. I'm I've developing my own cast of, you know, Leal Legacy iconic characters via our Skeleton Crew branch. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the apparel and accessories merchandise feature these characters. Not everything, but you know, that's that's the path I'm going in. So, yeah. Maybe you'll think they're cute. You know, if you're into Disney characters, why not take a peek at our legacy characters, our skeleton crew? And uh, pick yourself up something nice. I think everything in there is wonderful. I wore skeleton crew the entire time uh, we were down in Disney World last time. And I got quite a bit, you know, quite a few compliments on what I had going on. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you work at Disney. Maybe you're a cast member. Stand out among your peers and rock some uh, skeleton crew. You need a Spectre, a Spectre Spooks shirt or a Dopey Dud hoodie or a Lil Legacy. Lil. L-I-L. <laughs> Not Leal Legacy for him. It's Lil. He's a Lil. Lil Legacy. He's, he's a little cartoon version of, uh, well, me. Um, Yeah, you need him on a you know, like a sticker. I don't know. I don't know. Go scope out leolegacy.com slash shop or if you feel like typing something else out, skeletoncrewbrand.com. Bypass the Leo Legacy homepage that way. I don't know. I just needed to have both. Um, yeah, that'll be the best way to show your support. Help us uh, keep doing what we're doing. And, you know... Above all else, uh, well, I'm not done. I'm not done plugging. I'm not done promoting. Uh, this podcast, if you haven't already, and you don't feel like spending any money, well, good news. You can also support Leo Legacy by subscribing, uh, leaving a review, a rating, telling your friends. Uh, same goes for YouTube and social media. Everything is at Leo Legacy or Leo Legacy's Radnorock on the podcast platforms. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. I'm gonna, I gotta stop talking because whatever's going on with my sinuses and whatnot, like I persevered. I made it through. I made it through. I did the podcast despite the challenges in my head, like sinus wise, my brain's fine. My sinuses, not so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Hey, thanks for being a friend and telling a friend. I really appreciate it. Until next time, this has been Radnorock and everything you didn't know, you wanted to know about Kilimanjaro safaris. Mm -hmm.